It only exists around the story that you're telling yourself about it. And if you're telling yourself a story in which you're a victim, or if you're telling yourself a story that doesn't make you anything other than a crazy, awesome human being who was created and put on this planet for a beautiful purpose, then you're telling a story that's not serving you well. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, we have on Bruce Van Horn, author of Worry No More, speaker and podcast host of Life is a Marathon, teacher, coach, and all-around mentor to hundreds of thousands. And in this episode, we'll be talking about being responsible for your emotions and master your thoughts, training the mind to see good, and the thinking problem. We're going to be talking about identity and enthusiasm, and lastly, how energy connects everything and everyone, and how there truly is no separation, and much, much more. I thoroughly enjoyed recording this podcast, and there's so much to gain here. I hope you guys enjoy Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, we have on Bruce Van Horn. Bruce, thank you so much for being on. It is my pleasure. It is so much fun to be with you today. Yeah, of course. And so where I wanted to start off with is you, for some background uh, for the audience, you have a heck of a story. And where you are today from where you were then is incredible. Can you go into a little detail about that? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people jump into my life right where it is now. You know, and and so at 54 years old, I'm an international best-selling author. I'm a I'm a life and executive coach. I work with Fortune 500 executives. I have a podcast that's had over 2.7 million downloads in 213 countries around the world. And you know, and so they people see the level of success and they say, oh well, you know, he's always been that way. You know, and it's one of the reasons I, I like watching uh, like the backstory on athletes and stuff to see, you know, there they are standing on the podium winning gold in uh, Pyeongchang and to, to learn where they came from because there's always, nobody was, you know, born with that. And so, yeah, I've had some, I've had some really dark times in my life. And yeah, I don't tell the, I don't tell those stories anymore to get the, oh, you poor guy story. I used to, and you will find a lot of people who are actually addicted to their sob stories, their woe is me, because they get the hugs, they get the, and so we have to be kind of careful about how we talk about the quote unquote bad things that happen because bad is actually a label where now I look back on the things that have happened. So I, you know, in, in the financial world, I've filed bankruptcy twice. I've had a daughter pass away. I've had stage four cancer. I've been divorced, you know, so, so I've been through so much of it, but I can look back on every single thing that happened. And in the moment, Okay. In the moment, I wasn't super psyched and going, yay, I'm so glad this is happening to me. Bring it. It's like, no, there's, this sucks. You know, in the moment, there's nothing about it that doesn't suck. But when you can look back and say, okay, that experience taught me this lesson. Even if it taught me, you know, for a while, you know, the lesson that I thought I learned was I get a lot of attention from telling my negative story. And that's not the attention that I want because it doesn't serve me well. Or I could say, you know, this situation led me to meet this person who, you know, I did a business deal with or introduced me to another person. So we can look back over the, the path of our life and see that it has been perfect. So my 54 years path of life has had a lot of experiences, but so has yours. And the the farther you can look down the path, the more clarity that you get. So the the trick then is to, you, you can do this sort of peaceful thing and say, oh yeah, okay, all that stuff that happened back, you know, the the girlfriend breaking up with me in high school, the the rejection, the not making the, you know, the dean's list and getting the great scholarship to school, you know, all of those things happen perfectly because I am who I am now because of those things. The trick is when the next bad thing that happens, again, I use bad in, in 
quotes because the, the trick is to say, okay, well, you know, and, and my faith is very strong. I mean, God has provided for me and guided me through everything in the past. There's no reason to think that that won't happen in the future. And while I don't know what the future looks like, I have enough evidence from my past to go into this with courage and to go into this with confidence, knowing that this too shall pass. That's wonderful. And I, I use that exact same phrase too, this too shall pass with about everything. Because people are like, well, this is worthless. This is pointless. This is bad. Nothing's going to get better. No matter what, this is going to pass. The good things are going to pass. The bad things are going to pass. And you were totally right. Like, like nail, like, you know, right getting into it. A lot of kids, especially kids, adults probably do this too. You fall in love with your sadness. So fast, so easy because it's, it's easier to be sad. It's easy to say the world's against you. I mean, that's, huh? There's a payoff. There's an emotional payoff. Oh yeah. Cause people will come in cause people will kind of like love on you and take care of you and you go, ah, but, but it's horribly enabling and you'll never get better. Those people will never get better and you're doing them worse. Um, and, and it's horrible to look for the good things sometimes cause even in the instance of, of, of death of anything horrible, you have like it, you have to stand back and go. This is good. This is okay. But what gave you that big amount of faith? Because you know you said you had like a lot of life experience. So it was that continuation of it, right? Of like I've seen my past. I know the future will be good. But what do, would you say to someone like? Because this is for this is Gen Z. This these are younger kids. What right. would you say to younger kids to have like to have that faith um, in in anything? Because you know I'm Christian. You're Christian. So we have faith in God, but how do you let someone continue on and see good in things? Well, because here, here's the deal that that isn't um, that isn't be, being taught in school. It's not being taught in most homes anymore. There are, in fact, it's, it's kind of like I, I just recently did a podcast episode called "Static and Red Herrings," and. Do you, have, have you taken a debate class or anything like that? Do you know the phrase red herrings? Mm-hmm. Misleading, uh, right? Yeah. So there is, so here, here's, here's the truth that is, is not being taught. You are 100% responsible for every single one of your thoughts, which generates every one of your feelings, which leads to every single one of your behaviors. And so you can't come home from school and say, my girlfriend made me so mad or that teacher, you know, can't, can you believe what that teacher did made me feel? Nobody makes you feel anything. You make yourself feel that way. Okay. There's, mm. there's a three, you, know, you can't hurt my feelings by the words you say, only I can do that. I can take your words and beat myself up with them. That is true. But, but it's me doing it to me, you know? So if I, if I tell you that I really don't like your shaved head, okay, that means absolutely nothing to you. Why? Because I don't got a shaved head. I don't believe it. It is so far out of the realm of reality that that, those words went right through you. They didn't stick to you. Okay. So, so what, so first of all, we are 100% responsible for our thoughts. Mm-hmm. However, our, our ego and other people's egos like to create all kinds of static. You know, you listen to the radio, right? I know these days we all listen to our iPhones. And, oh, and so it's, it's rare that we actually listen to a radio station. But imagine that you listen to a radio station. You go around a corner and a building's blocking or something. And then all of a sudden it goes, you get all this static. And it makes it really annoying because you were just grooving to your favorite song. And the song is still there, okay? The notes are still pure and the lyrics are still inspiring, but now all you're hearing is the noise. You're hearing, and, and it shows up in, in, in groups of people. So we have, we have our own individual energy, but when we get together in groups, that's why you, you talked about gossip and, and things of that nature. It creates this, this group negative energy, which is all this static, so that the, the purity, the truth of the message that's being conveyed or the message that I want to think within myself it takes a great deal of concentration to think truth. 
regardless of the static around us, regardless of physical appearance. You know, it, it's so easy to turn on the news and see about a school shooting in Florida where 17 people were, were killed mm -hmm. and come to a worldview that says the world is an evil place. The world is dangerous, you know, and, and well, well, I get it, you know, to, to hear somebody who says the, the number one priority of the educational system is to keep children safe. Really? <laughs> I was pretty sure the number one priority was to educate our kids. And if so, but, teachers are horribly underpaid, but go on. Yeah, you know, so, but again, so the, they're, they're static around the anger or the disappointment or the sadness or the heartbreak. And then there are the red herrings. And so a red herring is an, an issue that's introduced into a conversation to distract us from the real issue. And so now you turn on the TV and you hear people talking about gun control. Oh yeah. And I'm just thinking, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty much thinking that gun control isn't the real issue. We're, we're talking about sanctity of life, basic respect for human beings, and the fact that there is no separation between us except that which we create. And so it creates this us against them competition mentality that really has nothing to do with guns. You know, so again, there, there are those red herrings. So what I would say to young people is, is be the master of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that you are 100% responsible for the peace that you feel within yourself. It's easy to blame other people because thinking, thinking truth regardless, to, to think that, they're, that the world is overwhelmingly loving and kind and beautiful requires concentrated effort it's like training for any kind of sport. It's like swimming, you know, you can, you can dive in the pool. And if you're not a, a trained swimmer, you can get to the end of the lap and, and go, oh, this sucks. I'll never be able to do this. But, but you just swam one lap and it was your first time ever. It's okay. about developing the muscles. And so what we do is we, we tend to develop the wrong thought muscles. We tend to focus the thought muscles that, goes into agreement with what's on the news or agreement with the group think which is very gossipy and separatism oh, yes. Oh, yes. it takes it takes courage and it takes discipline to say no i believe there's beauty i believe there's kindness and love and you know so yeah. that that's you master your thoughts is is the the main and, message that would and, take. and how would you how would you train the mind to see good and how would you train the mind to no longer think everyone else is the issue or guns are the issue because I, I i would like to say i i very much agree with you like if you really do look at school culture and a lot of the kids that did do horrible things are ostracized in the first place and no one takes care of them no one helps them so bad things happen and also if you know if cars were the problem and car crashes we wouldn't have cars anymore right. we don't say it's that's the problem we say it's yeah. the driver's problem but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the first weapon of mass destruction was a rock, right? You know, so let's outlaw rocks. You are, you are right. You are <laughs> very it's right. It's not about guns, right? Cain killed Abel with a rock. Okay. And, you know, so the way you do it is by continually asking yourself, what do I believe to be true? And first of all, we have to question our beliefs. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Not all of our beliefs serve us well, you know, and, and there are, you know, I, I, I am very strong believer, believer in God. There's actually a lot of stuff that's being taught in, in churches that doesn't serve anybody well. You know, the, this whole, you, know, you, you are beautiful. You, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of being loved. And, you know, and everybody is, that was the overwhelming message of, of Jesus. You know, we don't need to turn this into that type of show, but, but that was it, you know, Jesus didn't say, oh, well, you know, you're a prostitute. I can't hang out with you. 
That's who exa exactly who he hung out oh, with. Yeah. And he didn't, and he never told any of them they had to stop being it. You know, he, it's, so that was the really cool thing. It was just non-judgmental. But it's, it's every single day reminding you, and it's, it would be really cool to, to encourage young people to meditate. Meditate. That's true. And meditation is, it's not this woo-woo kind of, everybody has to sit in yoga pants in a lotus position. I mean, that's cool if that's what you want to do. The word meditate simply means to think, but it means to, to still all of the, the static, the cacophony of noise that's all around and try to think it down to the truth. Is that true? Is that true? Well, I believe that, you know, well, is that true? And why do I believe that? And try to get the, to the core of what it is that you really, really believe. And the other thing that we forget is that there's only one thing that's really true. Mm. That time does not exist. The future is not real. The past is real, is not, is not real. The only thing that exists is right now. And so if I'm all stressed out about a test that I haven't taken yet, that doesn't serve me well. If I'm really stressed out because somebody said something to me or sent me a text or posted something on Snapchat or Instagram, and I'm too, I don't, my, my kids, no. my, my kids banned me from Snapchat. It was bad enough that no. I was on Instagram <laughs> and, and my son keeps running in, into my room. I have a, I have a 15 year old and he'll grab my phone and, and he'll go to either Instagram or, um, or mostly Twitter. Cause I have over a half a million Twitter followers oh. and because somebody at school probably said, Oh, I follow your dad on Twitter. And so he'll grab my, my account and he'll block them. Um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but, but the fact is that anything that you're thinking about that happened even this morning is not real anymore. It only exists around the story that you're telling yourself about it. And if you're telling yourself a story in which you're a victim, or if you're telling yourself a story that doesn't make you anything other than a crazy, awesome human being who was created and put on this planet for a beautiful purpose, then you're telling a story that's not serving you well. And so it's, it's just, we got to get out of the, I can't do this and out of these just negative energies that, that don't serve us well. Oh, I totally agree. Actually, one of my teachers, um, he was like, there's, he's like, everyone's lying to you. He's, he's an interesting guy. Our first day of school, he was talking to us about mosquitoes with hats and why ISIS was good for its own group. And it was interesting. But he's like, he's like, there's only two truths in this world. And I go, what are they? He goes, I am here and this is now. I was like, that's very true. That's very true. All that exists is you and me on this recording right now. Yeah. Well, because when you like the future doesn't exist, like you said. Right. And it's anything you can make of it too, which is awesome. And the past is quite literally a construction of your mind. Like you, like I could have spilled coffee in the morning, but it's how I perceive it. It's how anyone perceives it, which makes it like, have you seen the movie inside out? I have not. So inside out, it's beautifully constructed Pixar Disney. It's in the mind of a little girl and all of her emotions are personified. So you have joy and sadness and anger, but later when she grows up and starts to understand things, uh, every ex like experiences would be labeled as happy or sad or angry but now there's mixes like this was sad, but happy. And this was angry and sad, or this was happy, but worrisome. Right. So like beautiful things like that. Right. And that's how we, I think that's how we need to start perceiving things because yeah, the t like, especially when you're younger and even when you're older, depending on your mental state, you can be vulnerable, right? You really don't have a lot of confidence in yourself and you don't enjoy who you are. But when you start looking for, like, start looking to be grateful for things, start having gratitude, I think that that's a key to learning how to love yourself, learning how to love others, um, and learning how to be okay with your condition. Like, um, have you read Man's Search for Meaning? Of course, Viktor Frankl. 
Yeah. It is on my must read list. Every human being must read Man's Search for Meaning. Yes, it's that exactly. And I've told my I've told my audience a couple times about it, but that's an incredible story in itself. And that was right. all done through mentality, right? Absolutely. And I think if people start taking on something like that and going, it's not even your condition. Because some people especially be like, oh, well, my parents, and you know, this is the state of our house or, oh, my community, and this is the state of my community or like, oh, this is myself and this is the state of myself. It can all be changed. It's an environment. Conditions can, like your condition doesn't have to change, but you can change. You can be different. Right. <laughs> Yeah, when when you have again, peace is is when whatever's happening, even the the voice in your head. So with the, between that voice in your head and everything outside of you, when whatever's going on outside no longer affects your inner state of being, yeah, then you've found peace, and it's yeah. all within your control. Yeah. So so for me, part of my story was that I didn't really discover this until I ran my or started training for my first marathon. I was actually suicidal. I was looking for bridge overpasses to, to jump off of. And my older brother challenged me to run a marathon with him. I thought that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard in my life because I don't even like to drive 26 miles unless <laughs> I'm going on vacation. But I tried it. And somewhere along the line, I was out in the middle of a 18-mile training run when I, I just had this, oh my God, moment. Because I was, at that point, I was no longer overweight. I was no longer out of shape. I hadn't run the marathon yet. But in my mind, I was a marathon runner. I, I was crushing an 18-mile run, right? Okay. And, but I was still... I was still really sad. I was still angry because my life hadn't turned out anything like I wanted it to be. And it occurred to me that earlier that morning while I was lacing up my shoes and getting ready to go for a run, had you interacted with me, you might have said, Bruce, what's your problem? And I would have been able to list off for you a long list of all my problems and a long list of everybody else who was to blame. And guess who was not on that list? Yourself. <laughs> Me. Mr. Bruce Van Hoor was not on that list. But I started thinking about here I am doing this 18-mile run. And the success or failure of this 18-mile run is 100% whose responsibility? Mine. It can only be if, yours at that if, point. If I don't want to cut my grass, I can hire the kid down the street to come cut my grass at, at the house. You know, if I don't want to do my taxes, I can hire an accountant to do. You can't subcontract marathon training. Yeah. I have to do it myself. And the other thing about marathon training, too, is you can't do it with a negative attitude. Yeah, you might could run a mile with a really negative attitude. You you can you can run a mile going, you know, this is stupid. Oh, yeah. There's no reason, but oh, yeah. but you can do it. You yeah. can run, believe in it. You can run a 5K if a bear's chasing you. Okay, <laughs> but to run a marathon, running a marathon is 99% mental. And while the feet may be bleeding and saying, oh, "We've got to stop." If the mind and the will says, no, we got six more miles to go, the feet will keep going. But the minute the mind agrees with the external reality, the feet scream, hallelujah, we won. We're going back to the couch you know, to watch Stranger Things on Netflix <laughs> or whatever. We're going back to it. But, but to conquer, to do, to conquer your body, you've got to conquer your mind. And yeah. it occurred to me that I, I didn't have that long list of all these other problems I thought I had. I had one problem. I had a thinking problem. Yeah, and there yourself. was only one person. It was me. And so as I started to apply that, that same sort of, wait a minute, why am I beating myself up over this? Wait a minute, why, why am I angry at that person who doesn't even know I'm angry at them? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, right? You know, you you drive now, right? Yeah, no, I understand. So, so somebody cuts you off on the highway and you're honking your horn and you know, if there was like a little laser gun up to your horn, think about how many people you would just obliterate from the face of the earth, right? Oh <laughs> but, but you're you're screaming mad, but that person's laughing and talking on their cell phone to their boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. They're oblivious to the fact that you are mad at them. Yeah. And so th that anger is only toxic to you. Yeah. And I, once I realized that, then my entire life really turned around. That especially reminds me of this video called This is Water. Have you heard I of it? I love that video. It's, oh it's my so wonderful. Goodness. I love it. I was introduced to that when I was little, when I was yeah. little, little. And so, and from that, because I liked fish and so I paid attention. Right. But from that, you know, you have this, for anyone who hasn't seen This is Water, mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. It's it's basically the perspective of a man and he's going through his day, his everyday routine, and he's mad, he's angry and upset, and he doesn't want to be in this grocery store line because the people in front of him, the people behind him are annoying him. And he stops and he thinks. And he sees, he he pays attention to what is going on behind him in front of him. And he goes, Well, maybe this lady is struggling with her with her coupons because you know her husband's sick in bed and he and she's trying to take care of all the money and trying to take care of him and she's might had late nights up and it's all this perspective coming to mind and because of that perspective there's peace right because you under you you empathize with anyone but regardless prior, of the but that prior to shifting that perspective all of the it, it it was the static in which he was living you know? oh yeah well, because like you don't, because you can't, you can't focus anymore. You can't pay attention, right. and the static is definitely the self. You are your own static. You're creating the static. Yes. No one else is for you. You are your own red herrings, and right, and you, you are your own whatever you choose to be. I to I totally agree with that, and it's but it's hard to implement. That's the thing, like you like you said before, it has to be consistent. It has to be little things. It's tough, especially when things start getting down on you, like. You, you have, you have, but you have to keep going because if you stop and you start blaming yourself, there's, what's the point? There's nowhere to go. You have to keep and, traveling. And we, and we all want to belong to a tribe, right? We all, I mean, peer pressure, it's real, you know, whether it's family, whether it's team membership, whether it's, you know, communities you know, whatever we, we long to be in families, oh, yeah. but, but the job of families, tribes is to make sure everybody does the same thing we all think the same way we all dress more or less the same way and when you start going against the tribal customs then there's all kinds of pressure to pull you back into it oh yeah so so in that sense it's very difficult because it takes an awful lot of courage to to step out of that oh yeah especially if it's someone like your family or like your right. close friends exactly because what I've kind of found out is that it's all rooted in love and acceptance. You want to be loved. You want to be accepted. But when the people that are loving you and accepting you aren't good for you, right? then you got to take a step back. Right. And maybe you should try to be loved and accepted by another group. <laughs> yeah. When, when you are making yourself less than, you know you are capable of being, or other than what you know you are capable of being to please other people, or to receive their approval, then it's time to, like you just said, find a new tribe. And, and there is that, that scary little time, because I've gone through it, where you're, you're no, you, you have mustered up the courage to step out and away from your tribe, and you're looking for a new tribe, but there's that period where you're in no man's land. Oh yeah. And, and that can be a really lonely place, and a lot of people, get lonely or scared in that place and they either rush into a new situation that wasn't right but i'm not going back there but i'm i don't want to be alone so i'm going to rush into the new boyfriend or girlfriend or into this group that's doing things that i don't you know that aren't necessarily helpful for me but but staying true to your path and it's really just really learning to know yourself and, and what makes you vibrate tap into yeah. I, be careful. I, there's there's a lot of words that get misused yeah. these days. I, I love words. Um, I can see by your so, background. So, yeah. so, so just for fun, what does the word coincidence mean? Coincidence? Oh, it's something. Coincidences? 
Do I believe in them? Um, if they're little things, okay. like, like, oh, our t-shirts match. Okay, That's a coincidence. So this, so this is just fun, right? Okay, so what does coincidence mean? Coincidence is when something happens, like, simultaneously. Well, not simultaneously. It's, uh, I'm trying to give it, like, an example. Right. Most people think coincidence means random. And so people will say, oh, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that everything is perfectly timed, perfectly guided. Ask your geometry teacher what coincidence means. The word coincidence is a geometric math term, which means to coincide, perfectly fit together. Mm. But everybody uses it as just the opposite. Okay. But so, so there's, there's a word that's getting really heavily used and in schools and in motivational speakers talking to you about find your passion and pursue it. Okay, what's the word passion mean? Any passion. Idea? Passion, if you're passionate about something, you, it's, it's a deep love. It's a deep love for it. Or it's something you work hard to love. Um, yeah. it can be, it can, passion can be built as much as it can be felt. The word passion only means suffering. Passion means suffering? The word passion was only, you know, so it, in, in Christian terms, when you, you hear about the Passion Week or the Passion of the Christ, it, it was up until the mid-50s, it was never used as a positive thing. It was always used as pain and misery. Now, it could be someone started using it as, what are the things that you desire so much that you are willing to suffer for to get? Mm -hmm. And so it sort of got morphed into that. But the, the problem with, with like goal setting and being passionate is passion is always something that's, when, when it's used in the context that it is, it's always something that's outside of us. And so if you want that relationship, you want that college scholarship, and then when you get that, so it's, it's about going out and pursuing a goal to bring it into your experience because what will happen once you accomplish that thing? Well, obviously you'll feel amazing and fantastic and everything yeah, will be but, right. <laughs> right. But the problem is that you're, when you're looking for an external thing to cause you to feel something, you can actually feel it right now. Yeah. You know, and so, but so the problem is there's always this nonstop disappointment because you're on this hamster wheel of hoping that something else is going to make you feel. Now, the, the thing that I try to teach is let's get really clear about enthusiasm because enthusiasm is something, it, it literally, it's a Greek word that means God within. And so what, what are the things that just when you do it or when you think it, you, you, have you ever done anything? It's like, whoa, where did that come from? Well, it came from within you. You know, there's this power, this divine, this God, this universe, whatever people want to call it, that seeks to express. So, you know, people who, who become really great musicians, more than likely, they'll never say, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I saw Lady Gaga singing and I just wanted that so much. Well, those people rarely become very successful musicians. They talk about that says, I don't know, but when I sit down and uh, at the piano, I, it, it just comes out from within me. And so let's always try to tap into that every single human being has things that they're enthusiastic about. And could you imagine what, your life would be? Could you imagine what your school would be like if everybody was focused on their own enthusiasm, act, acts of creation versus acts of competition? It's, it's almost like a cup overflowing right? with, with, with joy because right. then, then no one's suffering, no one's in pain. Right. But actually what I wanted to dip into, because my mind's a little, it's a little bit of a stretch, but what I think okay. is you know, you have passions, you have enthusiasm. So, and a lot of people that when they're passionate about something, they identify it as. So like, you know, swimmer, you know, well, you know, what are you? Oh, I'm a swimmer. Or in your case, like I'm an author. I'm a, you know, I do a podcast. I'm a speaker, but we also talked about the, the, how things aren't temporary. This too shall pass. Right. And to 
relieve anyone of that suffering, where should people's identities lie? Where should your self-esteem and self-worth lie if it can't be in external factors? Within. Within. Yeah, it can only come from within. How do you, right? how do you find it from within? Yeah, meditation. <laughs> um, um, be, being still and just really, really thinking. Okay, mm -hmm. let's, you know, it, it, it ultimately doesn't really matter to me because I, I'll, I talk to atheists, I talk to, to people from all kinds of beliefs, right? And so, so let Albert Einstein in, uh, in 1957, I wasn't even born then. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So I was born in 1963. Albert Einstein in 1957 won the Nobel uh, Prize for Physics for his work on matter. And he, he, when he accepted the award, he thanked the, the Nobel board and he said, thank you for giving me an award for something that doesn't exist. Matter doesn't <laughs> exist. Solid, liquid, or gas doesn't exist. And so we can pick something in the room. Um, we, we could pick, you know, you can pluck a piece of your hair off or you can, you know, take a piece of metal off of your desk or whatever. And Albert Einstein didn't even have superpower electron microscopes, so it was all theory for him. But we did, but he did, they did have what, you know, you probably have taken science classes where you learned the elemental chart, you know, that there is oxygen and there is helium and there's, you know, so all of these basic core elements, but even those aren't the basic core elements. That, they, that those are electrons and protons spinning around. Well, what happens if we break down an electron? And what happens, you know, then we get to quarks. And then if we, what happens if we break down a quark? And Albert Einstein says, it doesn't matter what we started with, whether you started with a human being or a rock, or whether you started with a, a blade of grass or, you know, whatever, it doesn't really matter at the core he said, when we have the technology, we will be able to, to break everything down to its smallest part and find that there's just energy and that the energy at the core of everything is the same and that the energy will be intelligent and that it's the energy itself choosing to manifest itself into the shape of this thing. And, and I think most people can get that, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, drop, yeah. Drop the mic. So if there is only one thing, okay, even between I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm at a, I work at a stand-up desk. You're I, sitting. I'm so sitting. I, I'm crawled up listening. Keep going. Cool. So I'm in Richmond, Virginia. You are in Noblesville, Indiana. Mm -hmm. But there is only one thing. Okay. And so there is no separation between us. We could call you a girl, call me a boy, but that creates separation. There's just energy. That's a very Buddhist and mindset. It is. Yeah. Long before there was mm -hmm. quantum physics, right? Which now proves all of this, you know, so, and, and it ultimately is the same teaching of Jesus. Yeah. That's, awesome. that, that's ultimately what Jesus was teaching, that there is no separation, that there is yeah. That there is love and love was that, an that there is only love. In fact, there there is. So if we could call that energy God and you know, and if God is love, so there is only love, or there is the denial of it or the resistance to it, which is the source of all stress. So yeah. if so how 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 do we how do we learn to to love ourselves can be a very scientific process by just asking, what am I made of? I'm not just so. So part of the part of the Darwinian evolution thing, um, which, which again I'm not, I'm not here to argue the right or wrongness of it, but but what it did was it took it in the wrong direction. That we evolved from slime, okay, and <laughs> you know, but for me, where's where's the beauty in that? And, and even if it did happen, still, where's the beauty in it? Where, where is, uh, based on what should I have any sense of self-esteem, any sense of self-worth? 
And so if we if we get just right down to the science that that there is only energy and that this energy that is love has chosen to shape itself into carbon based atoms that make up this body that happens to be Bruce Van Horn. So it's not just if if God is for me, but if God is me, who can stand against me other than my thoughts that cause me to not think that way. But I think when you start breaking it down and get into the fundamentals of the physicality of a person, and you, and, but then you'll start going, I'm alive. Right. I can breathe. Right. And, and your situation might be completely different from mine, but you have a house, you right. have a bed, it's warm. Or maybe it's a little cold. You might have your house at 60, right. <laughs> but you, gotta, you have a blanket and you have, you have some food. Yeah, do, do, do something really cool for me for a second. Take a really, really deep breath and hold it and hold it until it just becomes uncomfortable to hold it anymore. And then, you know, you're a swimmer, so you're used to holding your breath. We could be here for 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. But then when, as soon as you let it out, that feels good. It does. Cause this, no one takes the time to breathe. Right. And so just, just to breathe is enough reason to be happy, to feel good just to breathe it's, so if you're super stressed out all you have to do is take a deep breath and when you let it out feel that release that too is so incredible and not only that sitting and doing nothing is amazing people because at first you'll be a little uncomfortable right because especially if you like to be on your phone you'll be uncomfortable you go oh my gosh nothing's around me but when you but when you start to sit down and I used to be like this too. When I got off to thinking, I got to I, I got off to thinking, and I was like, I don't like to think. Right. If I think too long, this is bad. But honestly, if, but if you start, yeah, but if you keep thinking, it'll be good, and and you'll start to have these revelations, and you'll start to connect with people, and you'll start to understand way more than other people do because you've thought and you have you have breathed in that sense. But how do you meditate? We're, my, meditation is really very easy and it's just practicing mindfulness mm -hmm. and and stilling the mind you know so sometimes I'll, I'll sit out on my porch and you know it doesn't have to again be sitting in the lotus position going oh <laughs> you, know, you just don't have to do that you can you can just concentrate on a single thing you know if there's a bird you know just sit outside and just listen you know, sometimes people say, and try, try to identify all the sounds that you hear. Well, that can be exhausting. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, just, <laughs> just listen and enjoy. You hear the, the sound of a bird chirping, smile. A bird just flew by, flew by my window. You hear a car going by with a, a loud muffler, whatever. Just for a minute, marvel at the, the ingenuity that it took to build a car. Yeah. And just smile at that. Or, you know, if you if you're sitting outside and you hear some people walking by and you're arguing, you, you hear them arguing. Just observe it. Mm -hmm. And you, know, you can just realize, wow, those are two human beings that have differences of opinion, but not one of them is better than the other. So that, that can simply be meditation oh, yeah. otherwise, or literally you know, other forms of meditation can be just breathe in, count to four, breathe out on a count of four, hold it for a count of four and do, don't do anything but count. Now your ego is that voice that always wants to start chattering. You know, this mm -hmm. is stupid. How long do we have to do this for? And, you know, <laughs> and, and so with meditation, it's, it's really trying to, to silence that voice and you'll hear somebody recently I, I heard say that prayer is talking to God meditation is listening Ooh. we get so busy talking to God we don't hear the response you know and this response is always coming from within us yeah you got so, me good with that one <laughs> you yeah got right me with that one that is true the the problem is is you're totally right. That ego 
that voice is a very chattery thing and it's hard to shut it up but I think counting is a good way of doing it too and for my audience when you are looking out onto like hearing the bird and smiling at the bird or hearing the people talk and smiling at that or the ingenuity of your car it's not that blatant optimist like happiness it's not like oh everything's perfect and wonderful it's quite literally accepting that reality it's understanding the reality of the situation or the reality of the world in finding good in it in finding how it's in finding beauty in it so it's it's not a it's not a it's a tree hugger thing but it's a good tree hugger thing you know what i mean (laughs) yeah can I recommend two books to your audience? Of course, of course. I, I have made both my boys, who are now 21 and 15, I've, I've uh, actually I wound up bribing them. I paid them to, to read these two books. I gave them $20 a piece, you know, so 40 bucks. To, wow. So it cost me 80 bucks to get these books into my boys' heads, but it was well worth it. So one of them is a work of fiction, Paolo Coelho, The Alchemist. Oh, wait, The Alchemist? The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Awesome. What's the other one? The other one is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And they're very short books. The, uh, I listen to audiobooks. So the, uh, the audiobook of The Four Agreements is only two hours long. Oh, wow. Uh, it's super short. But it's these, these two books will radically change your life. The Alchemist is a parable. It's a, it's a story about a, it's a story about a boy. Um, now there's a really incredibly beautiful girl in it uh, towards the end, but it's, it's, a, it's a parable about what happens to you when you set off in search of your purpose, your enthusiasm. So, it, so it's kind of a metaphor about, okay, when it, leaving home, Okay, and then striking off on your own, wrestling with loneliness, and you know, and and then you he gets to a place where he's on his journey, and he winds up meeting this girl, and he falls in love, and in the process, he he uh, he has. So I won't tell the whole story, but anyway, he something happens to him that he observes, and he tells some people about it, and it winds up saving the entire village's life. And so they 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 promote him to this great high position, and he gets lots of money, and he can he he thinks, well, you know what? This isn't what I set off in my life to do, but I've met this amazingly beautiful girl. I now have money. I could just stay right here. And, and it's the girlfriend who says, no, no, because you need, it's, it's not, you know, this will last for a few years, but in a few years, you're going to remember that you set off in search of your personal purpose and your mission in life. And, and she says, if this love was meant to last, I will still be here when you come back. But if you don't go in a few years, you'll grow bitter. You know, you'll think that you gave up what you were supposed to do for me. And I don't want that. I don't deserve that. And so it, it's a beautiful story, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I, w- I would love to read it. Yeah, it. especially, especially books. The, the movies or the books I found that are most, you know, that, that are most deep and understanding um, are all kids' movies. <laughs> They're right. all kids' movies. Kung Fu Panda, especially. Mulan. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda is awesome. Mulan is awesome. You're the only one besides my family who gets, thank you. But you know, it's like, it's the hero, it's the hero's journey. And then it's under the second one is about finding inner peace and being content with things and and loving. Um, And then the third one is like the, the teacher becoming the master. And then, you know, you have to be the best thing you can be. That's my job as your mentor, right? Awesome things like that. And if you can find that, oh, I want to read the alchemist now. Thank you so much. <laughs> What's so the four think, because it's something that everybody talks about and everybody is, there. there is nothing wrong with money, okay? Having money is awesome. But I have never met a human being in my life who wants money. Nobody wants money. It's a red herring. I was about to say, I'm it's like, a red no, herring that has money, distracted. 
it is, it is a red herring that has distracted millions and millions and millions of people through countless generations. Nobody wants money. Okay? I, it, it's a tool mm -hmm. is all it is. I've never met a carpenter who says, I wish I had a million hammers. But I'll, I meet people say, I wish I had a million dollars. But then I say, why? What would you do with it? You know, and so, and ultimately what we want is the money to go out and have the, you know, to, to be able to travel, to be able to give to, you know, people, people are at their core, generous and loving people. Yes. And so if I had the money, I would, I would build schools. I, you know, and I'd go on some pretty freaking awesome vacations and not feel any guilt about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But ultimately what I seek is I, I know my core value, my number one core value is love. Yeah, and different people have different core values. So not everybody has to be love. Um, some people's it's freedom, some people it's energy. And, but ultimately what we want is to feel something. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so let's do this in our lives. Let's make the feeling the goal rather than the red herring because if what i want is to feel loved and loving and again the 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 deal about feeling loved can be a little bit tricky if i make it dependent on other people doing it exactly. so am i feeling loved within myself but if but if what i really want in life is to feel things then and i make that my goal it can show up in little things like doing a podcast with an amazing 17 year old lady in Noblesville in Indiana. And it can show up in all kinds of ways rather than this fixation on, Oh, I've got to have money in order to feel love. No, no feel love. And the money may show up to allow you to experience it in a larger variety of ways. But I, I would really, that's another message that I want to send out to young people of course. is, is, we, we set our goals on the wrong thing. Yeah. And especially with setting your goals on the wrong thing and the red herrings, everyone has this red herring because it's taking, it's taking money. But as you go about life, you kind of realize that the more you take, the less you have. Right. And the more you give, the more you have. Yeah. And focus it's not on, funny. Yeah. So focus on, on creation rather than competition. Be a creator. Oh, yeah. And thank you. We're about to run out of time. And thank you yeah. so much. I've enjoyed it so oh, much. Where can everyone find you? BruceVanHorn.com is the easiest way. And if you're on Twitter, uh, BruceVH. If you're on Instagram, it's Bruce.VanHorn. But yeah, BruceVanHorn.com has the link to my uh, my Life is a Marathon podcast. And, and I talk about this yeah. stuff every episode. So this is all That's I talk wonderful. about, which, I, which is so cool that uh, it yeah. was... It was pure coincidence oh, look at that. <laughs> that, that we met. Oh. It wasn't random. It was perfectly synchronized. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you like what we're doing, please help us grow by sharing our content. And if you have any recommendation for future guests, please email me at agwetrick at gmail.com.